I had the opportunity to be a part of the Champa Park Unified Club. And for those of you who don't know what Unified Club is, it is ran through Special Olympics and is a global organization that changes lives by promoting understanding, acceptance, and inclusion among people with and without intellectual disabilities throughout high schools across the world. This verse stood out to me because it truly shows that God has made everyone their own kind of unique. He wrote everyone's story differently and just because your story isn't the same to the person next to you doesn't mean that you should look down on them and tear them down from becoming the best version of themselves and being the beautiful person God wants us to be. This one's for the lonely child Broken This section of scripture, upon thorough reflection and relation to my high school experience, reminds me that Jesus is forever revolutionary. We are unintentionally, despite well-meaning, always doing things so differently than Jesus does. We sin, we struggle, and really, we're ultimately ignorant to the revolutionary, counterculture ways we could be doing things. The first couple of verses are reminiscent of my high school experience, especially as an underclassman. Though it doesn't say it, we can imagine the disciples were feeling an overwhelming multitude of feelings and emotions, scared, excited, bewildered, and anxious in both senses of the word. They were obedient, though some doubted, and hiked up that mountain, just as Jesus instructed them to. But Jesus appears and redefines the way we understand his superiority. His proclamation of authority pretenses his instructions to the disciples and ultimately to us. Christ, as his cosmic place in the Trinity, has been given jurisdiction of our being, but what he wants to do with it is give us the power and the command to do his work and will. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. This instruction from Jesus comes from a holy, perfect, infinite authority that humbles himself, just as his birth, to enter into an undeserved partnership that is so revolutionary to the way we understand leadership in our world. This is what I was so wistful of in high school. Reflecting on this passage has been so healing for me because until now, I didn't have the words to describe this longing. Yet I can pinpoint its impact on my life as I switched schools in January, 2021 from Maple Grove to West Lutheran High School. The change was a direct result of the initiative yet restlessness of a faith-filled teenager swimming in a pond too overwhelmingly big for her. Our voice and sense of self is one of the beautiful things that make us human and one of the most terrifying things to struggle with as a teenager. I thought that my yearning for revolutionary leadership and command like Jesus would be satisfied at a Christian school. But what I've come to understand is that nothing and no one will satisfy and complete you like Jesus. It's been said time and time again, but you don't come to realize it until your situation is so heavy and seems so contradictory to the motion of Christ you're seeking. Switching schools, though I know it was a step in God's precise plan for me, did not give me the voice, the responsibility, or the confidence I was looking for. All of this is to say there's so much value and importance in education. 
but our structures can and will be flawed. High school is about learning and the understanding that the, the students are knowledgeably inferior to the teachers. The teachers have the experience that we need to absorb. So we listen and we take notes and we are by no means in a partnership. That's why it took me so off guard reading this section of scripture and realizing what God is asking me to do. Through him, I'm given trust, responsibility, and a voice when all of my education and high school experience has been a devout obedience in a maintained hierarchical structure. And furthermore, Jesus asks us to teach. We're not only instructed to guide to him, but to teach everything and anything we know about him and his commands. He's telling this on that mountain to the disciples, but with the omniscient understanding that we are gonna be added to the ranks of the disciples who will continue this command. So this, this partnership, this holy and perfect instruction is a fellowship with God and with everyone. We say it here all the time. It's not the churches or the synods or anyone else's table to head, but God's. So this fellowship we have with our common goal of justification to be made blameless and sanctification, our holy Christian life of living in accordance to God's will for others is with, and bear with me as I begin to list, our classmates from Sunday school, our Bible study groups, the people we meet and greet and shake hands with on a Sunday morning, our pastors, the Wisconsin and Missouri Lutheran synods, Catholics, Protestants, Christians of the past, the disciples, ones with faith the size of a mustard seed, those breaking down and deconstructing their beliefs, and you and me. It's an incredible awe-invoking command of community and relationships and love and our individuality amongst collectivism. It's everything that high school is not, and though I'm so thankful for the experiences I've had, this infinite and eternal revolutionary leadership is more important than anything else. So my reflection on this scripture is to continue to make disciples of all nations and teach them about God's commandments of love because Christ gives a voice, a guidance, an instruction, and an importance to all of whom he loves. And nothing can be more freeing than that. You may find yourself in the dead of night Lost somewhere up there We're not going to do a full official kids time today because I'm just going to wrap it into my message. And I've been telling people that I'm not preaching today. Um, Grace and Riley did that for us. But what I would like to do today is just share some reflections that I have of this graduating class. I have been here at Prince of Peace since this class was at the age of two. So they are one of the first classes that I have been able to witness go through everything essentially except baptism here at Prince of Peace. And so it is safe to say that I have some stories to tell. So I'm going to tell some of them. When I look at this class, I see a young kindergartner who was known for their abundant energy. And the year that this class was in kindergarten, we ended our Sunday school rotation by learning the fruits of the Spirit. 
And the last fruit of the Spirit in the little chant that I would always teach is self-control. Well, on this particular day of Sunday school, I was sending them home with suckers and Jolly Ranchers and Starburst and other fruity treats that if their parents saw them practicing one of the fruits of the Spirit, they could go and get a treat from this jar. And so this young kindergartner known for their energy said, well, can we get a sucker when we leave? And I said, if your Sunday school teachers tell you way to go at the end of Sunday school, then yes, you can have a sucker. And this kindergartner stood up without any prompting in front of the room of kindergartners and preschoolers and said, all right, everybody, today we have to practice our self-control. And then off they went into their classrooms. I also look at this class and I see a group of young people that loved any theatrical performance that we ever did here at Prince of Peace. Christmas programs, Sunday school Christmas programs, choir programs. Oftentimes when I was looking at Christmas programs, I would look and say, oh, I, I don't have very many kiddos that would do speaking parts, so I need to choose one with like one or two speaking parts. This class got to fifth grade, and I thought, well, all of them could do a big, huge speaking part, so I need to find one with as many speaking parts as I can. And even then, I had to break those speaking parts up into three or four speaking parts so that there were enough big speaking parts for everybody. Some members of this class were also in our kids' choir and were so devastated at the end of their final kids' choir program that they came out to me in the Welcome Center and laid their head on the table and said, I just don't know how I'm going to survive. And I looked at them and I said, survive what? There's no more Christmas programs and there's no more choir musicals. What am I going to do? And so I told them, I said, well, if I ever need an assistant, I'll know where to look. And they're like, oh, okay. And they went about their way. I look at this class and I see valedictorians and I see athletes who have excelled so far in their athletic abilities in high school that they are taking them to college with them. I see young people who were so confident as readers that they started reading in church at the young age of eight. I see young people who didn't start coming here to Prince of Peace until they were in middle school or high school. And they walked in these doors as if they had been there through all of Sunday school with the rest of their class. I see young people in this class who Sunday school was not their thing. Moving very far away from mom's side on a Sunday morning was not their thing. But I see people in this class who on Christmas Eve this year, as a senior in high school, came up for kids' time for the first time ever. Also, I just want to make a plug, proof that it is not too late to join kids' time. I don't care how old you are. I look at this class and I see unique individuals who I truly think exemplify every single scripture that was read today. 
I see those young people that are in their schools making a difference in things like the Unified Club, as team captains of their sports, as national participants in cheerleading. I see them living out 1 Timothy 4.12 in their everyday life. They have been Sunday school teachers, confirmation leaders. They have been setting the example here and out there. Our gospel today comes from Matthew 5 where we are reminded to shine our lights. And the best way to do that is for us to be our true genuine, unique self. This is so you'll know the sound of someone who loves you from the ground. Tonight you're not alone at all. This is me sending So as I would normally do on this Grad Sunday, I have a book that I would like to read. It is one that I have read here before, but not only is it a good reminder for our graduates as they take this next step, but it's also a great reminder for all of us to simply be you. You were born to be so many things. My wish for you, no matter where your journey leads, is for you to always be you. Be ready to take that next step toward being an amazing human being. Be curious. Turn every stone, ask every why, and keep digging deeply. Discover your own answers. Be adventurous. Live a big life when you are ready. Step outside your comfort zone. Bravely explore new paths and see where they lead you. Be connected. Find kindred spirits. Be with those who make you feel like the real you. Be persistent. Keep going. Never stop. Keep going. Never stop. Be different. Be silly, be quirky, be odd, be unique, be weird, be colorful, be okay with being different. Be just the way you are. Be kind. Be understanding. Help those around you to be themselves. Listen. Then listen some more. Learn more about who they are. Be brave. Try new things. Take a deep breath and plunge forward into new experiences. It gets easier every time you try. Be your own thinker. Think for yourself and set your own unique course. It isn't always easy, but you'll be heading in the direction of you. Be okay being alone. Take time to be on your own, hear your own thoughts, your inner voice, listen to your heart. Be patient. Being more you takes time, 
Take a deep breath. Relax. Let your future unfold at its own pace. It will be worth the wait. Be okay reaching out for help. When you need a helping hand, a compassionate ear, an encouraging word, reach out. As you voyage out into the world, remember that no matter what, you will always be loved. You are ready. So go ahead. Be you. Be very, very you. As Christians, we are all called to be the salt and the light of the world. We are called to go out of here and to you graduates for whatever is next. Whether it's college here in the Twin Cities, whether it's an apprenticeship, whether you are taking a year off, whether you're, you are going 10 hours away, remember that you are loved and you are called to be the light of the world and to shine so brightly as you have been doing for the last 18 years here at Prince of Peace. It is your turn to go out into the world and shine like only you know how. This is so Someone who loves you from across.